Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, did you hear that, Taylor? $200 for free. Wow. Who said money can't be free? That's right. Yeah, I mean... I actually, uh, just when I was driving through Pennsylvania last weekend, placed two bets on DraftKings. Look, look two at future you. bets on the Bills to win the AFC and the Tottenham Hotspur to win the Premier League. Well, so, why, don't you, why don't you tell the people how they could take advantage of this limited time offer right now? Well, so like we said, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more in any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And um, oh. oh, sorry, bud. I was just going to say, as an additional thing, as you might, might all know, DraftKings also has daily fantasy with lots of options to play every sport every day. Darn right they do. So you know what they should do, Taylor? Do you know what these people need to do? They need to. They need, they to, need to go to therapy. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's a waste of money. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, just gamble instead. All right, cut all. This. Great alternative. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive two hundred dollars in free bets when you place a one dollar bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free. $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm sweaty. And uh, Taylor, we're in just no man's land right now in terms of our podcast. No Eichel trade, no Dalian extension, really no new Sabres news or news around the league that much for that matter. It's the middle of August. It's humid as hell outside and pretty much taking one step outside guarantees that you're going to be sweaty if you're outside for more than like 30 seconds. What do we do with ourselves? I don't know, man. It's been 85 degrees three days in a row and we're talking about the Sabres. That feels uh, deeply wrong in some ways. Once again, we are going to hell. Oh, yeah. Maybe we were there already. Could Maybe be. We told us. It could be. Yeah. Anyways, though, what are your thoughts on this local trade still not happening? Do you have any thoughts about the ramifications of it not happening yet? What it does to his value? Could it possibly be a good thing that it hasn't happened yet? Give me something here. Well, I mean, I guess the good thing is we didn't lose a trade yet. Fair. I mean, it's hanging over the head. Like the the further we get away or the closer we get, I should say, to the season, the more likely the chance that this gets like really ugly. But also, the further we get, it seems like Adams is holding out for his asking price. Jesus. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's better than trading Ron O'Reilly on July 1st and many other trades that have been made recently. But 
I just don't understand. I'm I'm a little bit confused about the whole thing with Adam's asking price because you hear people like insider, like some insiders, like I think it was Pierre LeBron had it at like four first round equivalent pieces. But then the Vegas offer was Krebs, Alex Tuck, I think Nick Haig, and a first. That doesn't seem like that's that much for Jack Eichel. And I'm just kind of confused whether there's maybe more pieces that were involved that aren't being reported on that or just like what the hell the holdup is at this point. Because I mean, I I'm all about Adams holding firm and holding steady on his asking price or whatever it is that he wants. But at the same time though, like you said, this goes into next season and he's still on the roster. That's going to get messy and taking it even a step further. How is that going to even affect his value at that point too? Like if you, if it comes down to it, I mean, are they getting to a point where they're going to just have to let him get this surgery or, or what do you think? Well, I feel like if they were going to let him get the surgery, the, the move would have been to do that already, like Fair. have him ready for the season. So that's annoying. The thing that I don't really understand is if the idea is that letting him get the surgery hurts his trade value, then why is he worried about getting the surgery? Then no one's going to let him get the surgery. Whoever traded for him wouldn't let him get the surgery in that case. They'll even have that clarified. Yeah. And I'd like to know too, just how he's really feeling at the current moment, because we don't know, but all we do know is that he has been able to skate. I mean, granted, he was able to skate, you know, before he was shut down for the rest of the year this past season, but to what degree is he nursing this or is it really, he's just using the surgery as a means to an end and then he gets traded and then he magically doesn't want to get the surgery anymore. Yeah. It's a, it's a bizarre thing. And like, it, it sounds weird because the, the draft just happened. We just had free agency a few weeks ago, but it is only six weeks away training camp. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's coming up. It's sneaking up on us. The season is going to be a little bit later this year, like the last year have been, and there's going to be, an Olympic well maybe there's going to be Olympic break how about that how about yeah. that folks because we even though the Olympics just ended on Sunday we are what are we Brendan less than six months or roughly six months away from the next Olympics yeah six months well that's an interesting thing because will Jack Eichel be able to play in the Olympics that's a very good very very good question I mean the thing though too is that when they had put out that original statement uh, a couple of weeks ago to John Vogel um, and, and I think the rest of the actually Buffalo media, they had said that if he were to get the surgery, he would still be ready in time for training camp. So I don't, I mean, granted, we don't know. And I know that, you know, the, the backstory with the surgery is just the unpredictable, you know, nature of it with just it not being done on an NHL player before. Um but they seem confident that if he gets that thing, he can be turned around and be ready to go in a pretty short period of time. I mean, how confident? <laughs> like, if they're that confident, why aren't the Sabres confident? That's Maybe the right. answer here is more simple than we're thinking. Maybe the Sabres are wrong. It could be. They have there, been many times in the past. Yeah, quite often in the past decade. And, I mean, like, Robin Leonard was just talking this week about how he was treated by the Sabres medical staff and how he was rushed out to play too soon, things like that. Maybe they're just not a good medical staff. Something that's happened in sports many times over the years. It could be. I mean, it would be, if that's the case, it certainly would be worth cleaning house. But 
Also, the, the thing with Leonard that I, I he's aired his grievances with uh, like towards the Sabres before several times. And it's just kind of surprising that this is something that's just coming up right now. Like he's, he's taken shots at the team before. So I don't know. I don't know. Not that I'm saying I don't believe him, but it's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Then again, being a Sabres fan in general, that it's, it's just strange and miserable, but. Yeah, mostly miserable. So definitely, it's weird that we we haven't had anything to talk about basically since the Risto trade, uh, and and the draft that was the same Reiner, time. Like, yeah. yeah, and like the first day of free agency, I guess we should say that, that whole thing. But like, two former Sabers have just been like in the news like every third day for the entire off season. Yeah, it's like so Leonard keeps Leonard's not like in trouble. I guess I mean he kind of. They did intertwine when Leonard was like, you got to, you got to, uh, innocent till proven guilty with Kane. Dumb. But so now Kane, another story about him this week, which is mainly that his teammates don't want to play with him. Yeah. That several higher ranking members of the, of the Sharks went to management and pretty much said that if this guy is a part of the future, we don't want to be. That I believe was almost the exact quote that was, was reported, which, Ooh, boy, as if things for Sharks fans weren't bad enough right now. Yeah, man, Kane, that, that's such a such a weird situation that basically another detail in the story was that in the athletic reporting was that they were going, guys were going into the GM's office during the season telling him that you got to do something about Kane while Kane was leading the team in points and goals. Yep. That says a lot. I mean, that's that's fascinating. I think even I, and looking at it from the Sabres perspective, I mean, my God, man, having that guy in the room around your young stars at the time with Eichel and Reinhardt. Oh God. I, it just does not make me feel any better. I, I don't think anything could really make me feel better about that whole era of, of Sabres hockey, but man, that looking back now just having that kind of a presence in the room i mean that's you know we had heard this stuff in winnipeg and at that point i think a lot of sabers fans had kind of brushed it off and i just thought well maybe he really just does need a change of scenery and you know added responsibility will make him grow up a bit more and clearly that wasn't the case but just thinking about the the ramifications that because i don't want to get ahead of myself and say anything definitively but the ramifications that that very well could have had and has had on the younger Sabres at the time. Jesus Christ. Not yes. good. It's not good. The hard-hitting analysis that you're looking for, everybody, not good. Not good. Yeah, there was it's it's such a it's such a weird thing. Like how many how many times now he's gotten in trouble and like how many different and how many different ways he's in trouble now like his teammates don't want to play with him he's in a billion dollars of debt his wife is like leaving him and and obviously a horrible father (laughs) yeah publicly the nhl is investigating him for potentially betting on games it's wild i do like i what's that and throwing his own games yeah well i don't believe that even a little bit i think that's like total horseshit i Um, i'm just i mean it's what has been put out there as long. Yeah. Like he'll be in just as much trouble if he bet on any hockey, like at all. I mean, if he bet on his own games on his team, like Pete Rose did, I mean, look at Pete Rose. Where is he right now? Not in baseball. 
Yeah. Still. So at Kane, he really like, I, I have to, I, I can believe it. Like obviously he has a gambling problem. There's no doubt about that. Like very funny detail in the one story that his teammates bought him um, gambling for casino gambling for dummies book. Uh, which is a tremendous own, but also says a lot about how much money he was losing. Mm-hmm. Now, as far, as far as hockey gambling, like it's plausible. It's hundred percent plausible. I don't think an accusation like that comes from nowhere, but like, it's hard for me to see like a guy's throwing games. He's already on a bad team. He leads them in points. And yeah, you could look, if you were really looking at it and you scoured the game um, tape from this past year, I'm sure you'd be like, wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. And guess what? I watched the guy for two and a half years in Buffalo. It is interesting that he wildly slaps a puck around sometimes or that he doesn't look to make a pass on a two on one and just slaps it four feet to the side of the net or that he takes uh, a penalty, a really, really dumb penalty when you're down uh, one goal with two minutes left. It is interesting. He's a really dumb hockey player. He always has been. Uh, and he takes a ton of minor penalties, which to be fair, like, yeah, that would be something you would do. If you were going to throw games and not try to look like it was obvious, you would just take minor penalties to give the other team power plays. But it's like, he, he's always just taking away too many minor penalties. He's that's, even dating back to Buffalo. Like it hasn't gotten any better, but it also hasn't gotten worse. I don't really well, see it. Also begs the que- it also begs the question of how long this could have been going on. No, maybe, but like, I'm not, not to say that this has been like a years long thing, but. You do have to wonder, you know, on even unrelated to that point, how long has this been going on? I wonder because he didn't the bankruptcy stuff didn't start coming out until like the past few months. So gambling on hockey and and or on your own games feels like a desperation thing if you were to do that. But yeah, I mean, as far as the minor penalties thing, I've seen people make that point. It's just it's not really the good point that you think it is because it's always it's always what he's been like. Oh, you yeah, know, I'm, oh, I agree. Looking at it now, oh, Jesus, it's terrible. So he had, in his career, he's had 62 and 66 games, then 68 and 73, 53 and 74, 80 and 48, 66 and 63. Again, he fights sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he's not, he's not like he's a full-time fighter racking up a bunch of those. Sorry, uh, Hockey Reference did that thing where he got really annoying and skipped the entire page on me to show me an ad that didn't pop up. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, then 66, 56 and 37, 91 and 65, 113 and 70, 82 and 78, 153 and 75, 122 and 64. And then this past year, actually 42 and 56. So better than his recent past. Wow. Well, I'm sure we're going to find all this out pretty soon. Yeah, should be interesting. Can't imagine something like this is going to take too long for the NHL to investigate and, and get to the bottom of. Yeah. Yep. Well, hopefully the next time we talk, there's something to talk about. I guess so. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we sign off for the day? Uh, who, who should be our random savers player of the episode? It's a good question. How about... about our good friend brian holzinger yeah let's share brian holzinger i would love speak. that you're the hole on the zinger yeah so do let's do the generate call after you oh. zinger <laughs> wow that was beautiful well everybody thank you so much for tuning into this episode of straight up sabers we know that this was a brief one this time around hopefully we'll have a little bit more to talk about 
come Monday's episode, but make sure you're checking out the two co-presenters of this show, the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, and make sure you're also checking out DraftKings, our sponsor, and using that promo code THPN at checkout. Also, make sure you are following us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres, on Twitter at Straight Sabres, and follow Taylor and I on our personal social medias as well. You can find us on Twitter at Nigrelli93 and at Brendan1423. As we had said, we'll be back with a new episode on Monday, so we hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Straight Up Sabres.